Hi, Mama. So excited, as always, to be here. I'm in my cozy closet and just kind of feeling cozy right now, so I got to get my energy going for you, because what I'm talking about today is going to require some fire. I'm excited. It's a, it's a verse that I read, gosh, a few months ago, and uh, God just really, like, it screamed at me. I know I've, I keep sharing that about different verses. That's what happens when I go and read the Bible. That's why I love God's word so much. But this one in particular, you know, the, the topic of this podcast is healing, right? The original uh, kind of tagline was wake up to healing. And it's an essential component of what we're doing, really kind of the definition of what we're doing, right? There's other, there's other parts to it that fall under that, but that is the main thing that's happening here. And this verse tells us how to find healing, And so I'm excited to share that with you. And before we jump in, I just want to remind you, if you could just take a second, if you've been loving this content, if you have been blessed by it, if you've been encouraged by it, if you felt equipped by it, please just take a minute and leave a review. I can't tell you, one, just how much it encourages me. Like it gets me so, talk about fired up, like fired up and like ready to go. I'm like, okay, we can keep doing this. I got energy, I got one in my sails. It just gets me so excited. Uh, and then it also just helps this podcast get more visible so that more moms can find it. There's just some weird algorithm and that's part of it. And, uh, you know, it just helps to have more moms find it. So if you want to spread this hope and spread this healing, then please just take a minute, leave a review. I want to read one to you. There's so many good ones, but uh, just one from recently. I just wanted to read to you. It's, um, it says, hi there. My name is Samantha. I'm located in Southern California and I so needed this beautiful podcast. I'm currently on the episode about inadequacy. I needed this one today. Get that. I get that girl. I have those days. I truly believe that I was pointed to this podcast for a reason. Being new to this religion or religion in general, this was the perfect podcast for me. And I am so thankful for this mama and all her, all her hard work. You pour yourself heart and soul into this. And I feel the Lord with me as you speak and teach me. Thank you for all that you do. And thank you for, thank you, Lord, for calling this powerful mama to this beautiful podcast. Ooh, man, those words humble me. (laughs) Those are so beautiful and encourage my soul so much. Thank you so much, Samantha. I can't tell you how much your encouragement means to me. And I like hearing that it's impacted people, impacted you, even just one person, like it like is everything. It's like why I'm here. It's why I started this. It's like, you know, sometimes I get lost in you know, the, the things I have to do and all of it. And I'm like, wait, why am I doing this? And then it's like, no, it's for this reason. Like I I wanted to spread the message of Jesus, like bottom line, that is it. Like the business portion of it is great. And I love getting to just pour out more, but really my, my goal, my everything is to spread the message of Jesus and to help people encounter him in a new and deep and fresh way. And so when I hear that that's happening, like, oh my gosh, that is my dream come true. So thank you, Samantha. I can't tell you how much your words mean to me. And thank you all. If you go take a second and do that, that would mean the world to me. And without further ado, let's jump into our episode. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. 
Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. All right, so we are going into Isaiah, and the book of Isaiah is uh, an intense one. There is just so much prophecy, um, which is kind of foretelling of the future, of things that are to come that God wants to kind of show uh, these prophets so that people can be encouraged and equipped and called out. And, um, you know, I've been reading actually through the book of Isaiah for a little while. I've been kind of stuck in it because I've sidelined to like a Bible study and, you know, kind of been back and forth with it. But it's like, it's a lot to, to understand, but this, this chapter, like just jumped out at me. I'm going to read you kind of a big chunk, but it's so good. I think you're going to get a lot out of it. And there's a couple things I want to point out to you from it. And we'll, we'll see like just where Holy Spirit takes this. Cause I just feel like this is a one that God wanted you to have. So this is Isaiah six. Uh, we're going to go verses one through 10. And uh, I'm reading from the ESV version. It's my favorite version to study in. Okay. So it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. And this is just describing a vision that this prophet had, the prophet Isaiah had, of God sitting in his temple. You know, we've been talking about uh, being, we are God's temple, that he lives within us. And, but there's actually like a physical place that he dwells as well. Well, I don't know how physical it is, but you know, like we could, we can see it right when we get to heaven. I, I don't know exactly if it's going to be exactly like this or what, but this is a vision that God gave him for a purpose. And we're going to hear it unpacked a little bit. It gets a little bit weird, but that's because our God is God, right? Like he created the heavens and the earth. He created our bodies. He planned out the universe. And so we don't fully, we cannot fully understand him and and his holiness. And so I think some of this is going to sound weird, but to me, it's like this depiction of his holiness and that it's kind of this untouchable thing because it's so strange and shocking and uh, we don't know what to do with it. So let, let me, let me read it to you and you'll see. So the train of his robe filled the temple above him stood the seraphim. Each had six wings with two. He covered his face and with two, his feet and with two, he flew and one called to another and said, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the foundations of the thresholds shook at the voice of him who called. And the house was was filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, for I am lost, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having his in his hand a burning coal that he had taken with tongs from the altar. And he touched my mouth and said, behold, this has touched your lips and your guilt has taken away and your sin is atoned for. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here I am, send me. And he said, go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes, 
lest they see it with their eyes and hear it with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Okay, I feel like we need to pray right now. The beginning instead. God, I thank you for this word. I thank you for this scripture, God. I thank you for your holiness and that it's something that we can only begin to fathom, God. I I thank you for what you're speaking in this, God, and that you invite us into this mission, God. And I just thank you for how you're going to move in these words, God. I pray that every ear that is listening, God, you would open it to your voice. I pray you would speak to them loudly and show them the way that you have for them to walk. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, this, this scripture is, is describing this vision that the prophet Isaiah had. And, you know, like we said, it's, it's God sitting in the temple. And these creatures that are described are, are these creatures that are surrounding God. And just, it talks about how they're constantly just worshiping, worshiping him day and night and just crying, holy, holy, like round the clock because God deserves that kind of praise. And then it's talking about Isaiah, if he's the one in this vision and you know, he hears God saying, who will go for me? Who, who, I went to send someone. I need someone to send. Are you, who is going to go for me? And he speaks up, I imagine in like a shaky voice, right? And says, I'm here. I'm, let's go. I'm here. I'm here. And this, this is the first part. I just want to unpack like this, this struck me for so many reasons. Like, first of all, just thinking about the holiness of our God, like, these things like we're talking about are just so crazy and strange, like a a creature with six wings, you know, we we can't even, we can barely imagine something like that. And, And they're just floating there, you know, declaring God's holiness, this mystery about God. Like it's something that I think we so often lose sight of, especially in the Western church. You know, that was something that really stood out to me. And, uh, you know, my undergrad, I have a minor in religion and in my, uh, in my grad school, I also, I think it's a minor in, I can't remember what it was, minor in religion or something like that at my, at Fuller Seminary. And so in a lot of my time in studying uh, scripture and diving into the Bible and hearing uh, theologians comment on things, just something that, that stood out to me was just this, this holiness of God, this bigness that I think we can so miss because we are so focused on God is relational, that he's, he's right here meeting with us. And, you know, he wants to be our friend, which like Jesus literally said those words that he called us friends. So we're not, we're not off when we're looking at God that way. We're not off and seeing that he wants to be near to us and wants to relate to us like a father and like a friend. Like that's all biblical and amazing and so key. But there's also this bigness in his divinity, this holiness. And I think we lose sight of that because, you know, we're just focused on, on the intimacy that we get to have with him, which is amazing. But there's something that happens when we focus on his divinity, on his bigness, on his holiness. Because, you know, as we relate to him, and I hope that you relate to him like a friend. I hope you talk to him like a, a good father that loves you and wants to satisfy all of your needs because that's how he wants you to talk to him. But as we do that, sometimes we can make God so small. Like I find myself doing this all the time is, you know, I'm talking to him and I just feel like my problems are so big and I'm like, oh, God help, you know, I don't know what to do. God, you know, and I'm kind of like whining and kind of crying out to him, but I'm forgetting about who he is. I'm forgetting that he created the universe, right? (laughs) Like, 
who am I talking to right now? You know, it's not not just my earthly father, which my earthly father can do a lot. He's amazing. But right, this is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He set the stars in place. He knows every star by name. He knows how many hairs are on my head. He invented bodies and like bodies just fascinate me. Like there's so many things that have to work together to make them function and they just blow me away. And the universe too. Like, I don't know if you've heard there's, there's videos, I can't remember which video it was, but the video about how if the earth was like a fraction of a degree on a, like a different tilt of axis, it, everyone would die. Every plant would die. There would be no living, there would be no life on earth because, uh, you know, of how it needs to be in this exact axis towards the sun and all these other scientific things that <laughs> go over my head or I can't remember. But it just like blew my mind. It's like, oh my gosh, God planned all of that out. And so when I'm praying, when I'm meeting with him, I'm not just meeting with a friend. I'm not just meeting with a father. I'm meeting with the most high king. And so if your problems ever start to feel too big, and you feel like there's no solution or there's no way out or, you know, you don't know how God can really handle this or do something about it. I want you to remember this moment and remember who he is and take a step back. And one of the best ways you can do this, you know, I, I might have shared this with you before, but my biblical coach kind of taught me this. I was struggling with my having my time with God. You know, I felt like I was just kind of stuck in my problems. Like I would go and meet with him and I would journal about what I was going through and try and give it to him and try and process it. But I just kind of felt like I was stuck in that place and, you know, not really hearing from him as much or not really feeling changed by him in those times. And, and just so you know, I want to normalize this, like there's going to be seasons of that. That's normal. Like it's not always going to be every day you're hearing God in these big ways and he's being super bold. Like it's okay to sometimes have days or seasons where you read the Bible and, and nothing jumps out at you or you don't have this deep feeling or you don't have uh, something whispered from God. Uh, it's, it's so normal. I think we want to keep seeking like we don't give up in those seasons. We keep seeking and we even can ask God if there's something that's getting in the way of that. If it's, you know, happening uh, across a longer period of time. But one, I just want you to know that's normal. But something that, that he shared uh, just helped me so much. He said, start your, your time with God by, by praising him, by magnifying him, by looking at his goodness, his bigness about his divinity. Like, you know, whether that's by playing a worship song that really just talks about how good he is and focuses on his goodness and his bigness and starting that way or, you know, doing that in my journal and, and praising God for who he is and you know, when we start that way and then we, you know, we, God wants us to bring our problems to him, but we start that way. Then it's like the problems are in perspective, right? We have just focused on our God and his amazing strength and wonder. And we're awestruck at his feet, right? And so now it's like these little problems. Psh, what are they? You know, really, they're just little things that God wants to use for his glory. Now, I know there's also seasons where it feels like more than little things, like it's a bigger thing, like a, a diagnosis or a death or, you know, something really big that, that you're going to have to work through. And I'm not trying to minimize that, but to look at it through the light of the world and what the world says and like how big and encompassing and, you know, the world says that you will never like that, that mental illness is a lifelong thing especially like schizophrenia or uh, bipolar, like these, these bigger diagnoses, they say that it's lifelong. It doesn't just go away. Uh, 
But I have something different to say about that. I have I have friends that have been healed from bipolar. I have friends that have been healed of all of their sickness miraculously. It does not make sense to science or how the world sees things. And so, you know, you can look at things through the way the world says, what the world says about healing, what the world says about how you're going to be and, and what your hope looks like, right? Yeah, you're going to be okay, you know, just need to be on medication forever and, and therapy forever. And, you know, that's just what it's going to look like. And, you know, you could probably live like a pretty happy life, but you just will always have to deal with this. And I am against that. I'm so against that belief. My, my biblical coach has really helped me reshape my thinking around this. And I also have friends that have literally been healed, that it, it would not make sense to someone uh, how, how they are off medication and doing great. So I just want to push your thinking a little bit. We're going to get more to this healing idea in a minute, but... God has something to say that's different than the world. And so if we, we look at our problems through the lens, because, you know, like when we separate ourselves from God, like right, we spend time with God and we try and carry him with us throughout the day, or at least I hope that's what you're doing, because that's, that is where life comes from. It's just all throughout the day, praying and leaning into him and clinging to his presence. But, you know, our flesh is going to, at some point, separate. We're going to get distracted. We're going to get overwhelmed. We're going to get, you know, focused on something different. And so... The, the longer we, we get away from that, from God, the more separation that gets created, the bigger our problems get and, and the big, the louder the world gets, right? That the culture is constantly screaming at us to believe something and it's not what the Bible says. And so the more that that comes into our minds, the bigger and more overwhelming our problems can feel. Now, I'm not saying that we're never going to have bad days, and I'm not saying we're not going to have bad seasons, and I'm not saying that life is going to be perfect. That is not what the Bible promises. The Bible says we're going to have trials, that that is what life is full of. But when we do it with God, it is completely different than when we walk it through in the way the world would, would have us walk it through. And so if we start our time with God by, by reminding ourselves of his bigness and his glory and his holiness, then we can see our problems in the right light. We can see them through the lens of God who created time and space. And we're ready to hear what he might have to say that's different than what the world might have to say about those problems. So I just want you to, to get a glimpse. That's why I read this whole passage. I want you to get a, just get a little taste of that holiness, right? It's kind of, it's like this mystery. Like you, you don't understand it fully. It's, it's so, it's so strange. That's that mystery, the beautiful mystery. And so this, this passage, you know, it, it goes from, you know, basking, us basking in the holiness of God and getting this little glimpse of how big and glorious he is. And then it goes to Isaiah and, you know, in comparison he just seems so small and so insignificant, right? Like it's just this man and this almighty God standing before him that, you know, even the, the seraphim that is is constantly crying, holy, holy, holy is the one that brings the coal over, right? And so he just feels so small and insignificant. And, and here it is, you know, it just reminded me, like, I don't know if you, I know some people don't get this way, but I get super awkward and um, feel insignificant around important people like presidents. I mean, not like I've never met a president of a country, but, you know, presidents of companies or 
I mean, I'm not into celebrities at all, so I might not even recognize them, but you know, like people that are supposed to be important, right? Like, even though I don't really care about that kind of stuff, I, I get so awkward or like pastors, you know, I get so people that have a lot of power and that are looked up to, I get just, I just can't speak, <laughs> which is why this is like, you can understand more and more what's so strange that I started a podcast because this is just not, it's only through God, right? Like this, it wouldn't make sense any other way. And so I just feel small and intimidated. And, you know, I, I just struggle to, to, to feel an, like enough. And do you have anyone like that where you get intimidated by? Maybe it's not like the same kind of people I do, but maybe there's someone, maybe some kind of people. And, and so I thought of that and how much I, you know, like I said, feel small in those moments. And then I think of God <laughs> and how he's described, right? The king of all kings. And I haven't even met a king. So gosh, I'm sure I would just run out of the room because I would be so anxious. <laughs> but the king of all kings, right? Sitting there like as cre- strange creatures praising him because he's so important and holy. So we multiply this feeling of insignificance and smallness by about a million, right? Probably more than a million. <laughs> and yet this almighty God asks, who will go for me? Can you imagine if you met a a president, like a president of a country, and they said, hey, I am choosing you for a mission. Would you like to go on this mission for me? Like, would you not drop everything to go on that mission? Would you not drop everything to go and do that thing? Even if it wasn't something you were super excited about, but it's like the president of and like the US, but really any country, right? Like there is a president asking you to go and do something. Like, would you not feel honored and excited and like just on the floor, right? And here this is, our might, almighty God, the king of all kings, bigger than all, asking us, wh- who will go for me? Like, what an honor. Oh my gosh. And so I, I read this and I'm like, why are we not just charging the gates of churches saying like, please pick me the volunteer, please, please. Why are we not running down the streets? I mean, we don't want to be like weird, those weird Christians, you know, like we gotta be normal, but you get the idea. Running down the street, shouting like, Jesus loves you. Like, come on, who wants to come to church with me? Or who wants to pray with me? Like, I know this is not a realistic scenario, but like he calls us to go. He calls us to go for him. And if the king of kings asks you to go, why are we not running? And for all of us, this this call, it looks like, you know, we've talked about calling and it's it's more than just this thing we're going to do in the world, like this title we're going to have, like doctor or author or veterinarian or podcaster, right? It's, it's more than that. It, part of it is that, like, uh, one of the ways that God has called me to go for him is to podcast, which blows my mind. But that's one of the ways he called me. But no matter how big that calling gets, like, you know, president of something, whatever other big title you want that the world would give, there's always the second call of being a voice of hope in your local neighborhood of where God has planted you. So no matter how big that other thing is, like we're always called to be inviting our neighbors and telling people that we meet in uh, the grocery store about Jesus. And I know this can be really hard, but remember, the king of all kings is saying, will you go for me? Will you? Will you go for him? Now, we talked about this, I think, in episode 50, 
about, you know, we don't need to go and be weird. <laughs> we don't have to, you know, just walk up to people and say, do you know Jesus? Like, you know, we go and say, hi, how's it going? Or, you know, th- there's there's casual, casual ways to do it. But the goal is just to embody what God has planted inside of you at all times. Go listen to episode 50. It'll unpack it a little bit more, more than I'm doing right now. And not hiding the hope that you have found under a basket. So if that, if you're not sure what that looks like, how to do that, make sure you check out episode 50. Okay. So that was the first part of the verse that just like screamed at me and it was just, I was just in awe. And then here comes the second part. And, you know, because this podcast is all about healing, right? The, the word healing is just always shouting at me, especially if I'm reading the Bible. It's like, that is how, like, like I said, the world defines healing one way. The world says it looks like a different way. There's different steps. You know, sometimes we can take those same steps, right? Like therapy is not bad, but sometimes it, it, there's, there's, it's not going to be exactly what the world says. There's going to be some things off. And so, I'm constantly trying to sharpen my definition of healing and and seek God's guidance and what he says healing is. Because I know, you know, culture and, you know, especially in this like self-help scientific kind of culture we're in. And I'm not saying it's all bad, but there's there's a lot of uh, truths that are kind of off and it, and it seems good. But some of them are off. And I have to bring one of my pastors that she's on staff with me. And she's one of the, our pastors at our church. And she just unpacked this so clearly. I got to bring her on. She's so amazing. And you'll understand more what I'm talking about. It just kind of blew my mind. We often put science and, and, and research and new uh, ideas above God's word all the time. So uh, all I have to say, I'm constantly making sure that you know, because I'm in the world, right? And, I, and I'm trying to, to get all of these cultural mindsets out of my mind so I can be fully aligned to God's word because that's where healing comes from. And so when I see the word healing in the Bible, I'm like, okay, we got to dive into this. Like, what what is God saying here? Because, you know, I used to believe that like, that literally everyone, if they wanted to heal, they had to go to a, a therapist and a certain kind of therapist, and they had to really go into every trauma they'd been through and, and work through it all. And that was how you would find healing. It'd have to be a long process and only that way. Now, again, I already said, I don't think therapy is bad, but now I do not believe that is the only way. And sometimes that's not even the right way for people. Like God healed people long before therapy, right? Like that is not the only way. Those are our, how we have constructed this idea of what that looks like. But God, our creator, knows far better what that can look like, what that needs to look like, how to get there. And, and he has supernatural power that our therapists do not, right? And we've, we talk about how sometimes God heals in a moment, like supernaturally, and it's just things fall off in in an instant. And I've talked about some of my journey through that. But sometimes God also heals in a process and he wants you to dive in. He wants you to to process and to press into his word and to his presence and to have uh, pastors and coaches and therapists come alongside and peers uh, and just leaders to speak into you as you go through that process. And so, you know, it can happen both ways. But whatever way God is calling you to heal and whatever he, he chooses for you, I, I think this verse holds the ultimate idea of what it looks like to heal, like how to get there. Like, yes, the the details of if it's a a pastor that's counseling you or a therapist, or if you have coaching or you do an online program or 
you read some books, you know, whatever. Those, those details don't matter. This is this is the the clear piece that God is saying about healing. And I'm paraphrasing this last verse, and it says, "If you see with your eyes, if you hear with your ears, if you understand with your heart, then you will be healed." If you see with your ears. I do that every time. If you see with your eyes, hear with your ears, understand with your heart, then you will be healed. So God is literally saying we have to open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to his word, to his voice, to who he is, to what he says is truth. And that is where healing comes from. And that's why I pray this every time before I go into the Bible, when I, in the morning, I meet with God and I'm about to read my Bible. Every day I pray, God, open my ears that I can hear you. Open my eyes that I can see you. Open my heart that I can understand what you want to teach me. Because like this verse talked about, like that the the people's eyes were closed and, and their ears were shut and their hearts were hardened. We so can have those closed off to God. And we're not ready to receive his word. We're not ready to have him speak to us. Because sometimes when he speaks to us, it's like kind of a a gut punch. (laughs) Like it doesn't feel the best. It's like, oh, I know I needed that. But, oh, that's like really hard what you're calling me to. Or, oh, I don't really want to do that. (laughs) And so this just makes it so simple. If you want healing, this is what you must do. And to pray this prayer every day. God, open my eyes. I'm ready. Even if it's hard, I want them open. Please open them. Open my ears. Even the things that I don't really want to hear, I don't really want conviction over. Kind of like the what I'm doing. I don't really want, I don't, I don't want to hear it. But when we pray this, we give him permission to speak. And I think like this, you know, this verse about people's not having their eyes or ears or hearts open is such a picture of our culture right now. Like I think so many people have heard some version of the gospel, which is just like the message of Jesus. Like I think, especially in the Western culture, like most people are somewhat familiar with that idea. So the truth is like right there in front of them. You know, it's just, it's staring them in the face, but they don't open their ears to it. Like they can listen to someone sharing about it. They can hear a story about how Jesus has changed someone's life, but their ears aren't open to receiving it. And that changes everything. But this can happen too to people that have received Jesus and and love him. Like it can be so easy to not be ready to to hear his voice, to say, well, I'm going to throw out this part of the Bible. I'm not so sure about this. Or to kind of shut off, like you can shut off the Holy Spirit. That is a thing. Like you can cut him off so that you do not feel conviction. You do not hear when he says this is not for you, daughter. That is possible to do. And so I think we so often can do this. And so my encouragement to you, if you want healing, just make sure that you give God permission to speak to you and show you the areas that you need to change, that you need to shift, that he wants to do some work in. And it's going to be uncomfortable. It's not going to be fun probably, but... That is where healing comes from. So pray this over yourself daily and and pray it over your communities. Pray it over your country. Pray it over this world that that people's ears would be open to his voice. Because he's so good. And he says when we do this, we're going to be healed. It's it's a process a lot of times. A long process that I'm still walking through. 
but that that is how I've, I've found healing truly like this is a picture of where my healing has come from yes therapy has helped with a lot of understanding and growing and and working on things but really I didn't find this true healing until I allowed God to begin really working in me and I, I gave him full permission to do whatever he wanted like I, I always cite my after my miscarriage because this is a turning point in my life where I give God permission just to do his his work and that is like the ultimate I mean I've shared different levels of heal, healing that he's he's given me along the way but that is a big one where I just gave him full permission I'm like all right God like if this is who you are you can have it all so <laughs> just open your ears I say just like it's an easy process. You've got this mama. You can do it. You can have the courage to allow God to speak to you. He is trustworthy and good and he only has good things for you. And let us just go and show people that that is where healing comes from. Show people uh, what lives look like when they're changed by God and that we could be that light in the world. Let me pray again for you. God, I thank you for these mamas that are listening. I pray for every ear that is listening, God. God, you would just give them a glimpse. God, just a small glimpse of your holiness, God. It is way too overwhelming for us to, to see the fullness of it, God. But but just give us a little glimpse, God, that it would just help us realize who we're talking to. Help us realize how small and insignificant our problems are in comparison to the God of the universe. God, help us just to see that every day. God, help us to see things from your perspective. God, not from these these small perspectives we have as, as one person on this giant earth, God, but as you sit enthroned above the circles of the earth, God, that we would see how you see things, God. God, I know you're working so much good in the trials that we are going through, God. God, I thank you for how much we can trust you with everything, God. And I just pray that our ears would be open to your voice, God that you would speak to us loudly, God, and we would receive it with eagerness, God. We'd be ready to to listen and to, to act on it, God. I pray you would open our eyes to see what you want to show us, what you want to do, God, and we would be eager to act on it. And I pray you would allow our hearts to be soft and open to your teaching, to your voice, to your movement, so that we could go and do and say, yes, here I am, send me. God, what an honor. Thank you for calling us. Wow. God, help us just to see it as that honor. Help us not to lose sight of that, God. And thank you, God, as we answer that call, as we open our ears and our eyes and our hearts, God, you're healing us. And I just pray that healing, that supernatural, powerful healing over everyone that's listening, God. Thank you for the work you're doing in them right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.